Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. I'm so happy that you guys are here and continuing to support and rock with me. I just want to first thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. You guys are the reason that I do this. And all I want to do is inspire, encourage, inform, entertain, and empower you. And I hope that we're doing that. And with that said, I'm very excited because I'm getting to spend some time with one of my favorites, Crystal Hazlett. She is most notably recognized for playing the role of Fatima on Tyler Perry's Sisters. And now she's starring in her own spinoff on BT Plus. It's called Fatima. If you haven't checked it out, you're missing out. Okay. I just want to point that out. I'm all caught up. I'm very excited about everything that's happening with that series, but she's doing some great things and she's got some other things that are happening on and off screen that we want to talk about today. So without further ado, cause I don't, she's so busy. She gave me a little time, so I don't want to waste Crystal. What's <laughs> going on? How have you been? And do you, oh, take, do you get any sleep at night? Sis, I have to, I have to take the sleep when I can get it. Okay. I am. I'm, I'm sleeping. Sleeping very well at night. <laughs> and one another thing that you're doing is working out. And so from one fitness enthusiast to the next, I am very much inspired by your fitness journey. Aww, um, thank you. At what point, and, and I feel like this has been like something that has been a part of your life for quite some time and people didn't mm-hmm. really necessarily know until you started putting the IG posts out there. But yep. for you, like, <laughs> what is your relationship with sports and fitness? Like, where does it start? Or when did it start, I should say? It started um, when I was a kid, you know, I think probably around kindergarten, I was put into ballet, ballet, tap and jazz. And I did that um, up until the, I want to say the fifth grade. And then I started taking gymnastics and then I was a competition cheerleader. So it was always that um, extracurricular where sports was, we didn't really didn't have a choice. We had to pick something. Yeah, And it really taught us a lot of discipline. And I think from there, just having to do that every single day just became a part of my day-to-day life. And it stuck with me all my life. So then let's bring that into the entertainment space, into your acting and everything, how you're balancing all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, what if you could say one way in which sports and health and wellness has really anchored your career as it stands now, what would you say? I would say the discipline, you know, that sports, um, it gives you at a very young age. I had to schedule like in middle school, I had to wake up in the morning, make sure I was at class on time. I had to make sure I had my uniform packed for practice. We had to have actual uniforms for practice that we wore, so we were in unison. So I had to make sure I had that ready. Um, scheduling homework time, dinner time. It was like a very strict regimented schedule that I had at a very young age. And I think that um, that's something that stuck with me all my life. So always making time for the important things was something that has come easy as an adult because I've had to do it all my life. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of doing all your life, sports is still very much a part of your life on the business side as well. This is so fun. A virtual reality game that's bringing safety to sports. Like, please, please spill the tea on this. I think this is phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Yes. So um, pro area, it is a virtual reality game right now. We are used um, by a lot of NFL teams to help um, with practice and learn their plays without having to do all the um, contact wow. that that comes with football. So we're um, helping to eliminate some of that and also working on making sure the body stays safe for as long as it can. And I'm just super excited about it because we're going to expand to different sports. 
And we have so many amazing people behind it. I'm just excited to be a part of it because it's funny. I met the um, one of the co-founders, um, Troy Jones Jr., in Miami on one of my little breaks after I film, I always go somewhere and just relax. Yeah. And we ran to each other in the gym. <laughs> I was the one friend that was like, I'm gonna go work out. You know, I, I just gotta give a go work out. And we ended up meeting in the gym and have become um, really good friends, but also business partners. And at that moment, it was just an idea and he was trying to pitch it to the NFL and to Facebook and to Sony and all these different companies that have now signed on to it. So um, to be a part of it, to see where it was just an idea and a dream of his and to believe in that and then be given the opportunity to have equity in the company has been incredible. That's unbelievable. And and with football in mind, it's so timely as they're now having to, you know, retract and go back and, and assess their, their concussion protocols after yes. this past week. And so just mm-hmm. thinking about you know, how much of an impact you guys are going to make. I I am just really, really excited about it. Is football your favorite sport, though? I must ask. It's okay <laughs> if it's not. Because you're still turning up. But if, if it's not football, what is it and why? Basketball. Then you see me out the court side at the there hall game all the time. I love basketball. And I think because I'm a Southern girl. And my mother, she played basketball. But on Sundays... Where I'm from, we weren't in the in the living room with dad watching football. We were in the kitchen getting Sunday dinner ready. So I didn't get a lot of time to really, even when I was a cheerleader, I really didn't know what was going on. I was like, what just happened? Woo! What, what happened? What? Oh, okay. They, okay. Tackle 10 yards. Okay. Didn't still kind of learning about that. But um, I have little cousins that play and I love how the game that, um, that Troy and Hawk have created really is helping to save the game and save the young men that are putting their lives on the line every single Sunday and Thursday night and the kids that play on Friday nights in high school and junior high school. I love that um, what we're creating is something that is going to help build longevity for them, for their bodies and their health. But yeah, definitely basketball. (laughs) See where Kendra Spears, I I knew we connected on on a deeper level. I'm a a basketball girl. (laughs) I don't know how anybody doesn't know it at this point, but if you don't, I'm a basketball girl. So it's it's nice to have a fellow sister in the basketball community. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I could, it's so fun, Crystal, everything that you're doing um, as far as the creative sect is concerned. So yes, on screen, your acting is phenomenal, but you're also producing as well. So, I mean, being able to kind of play both sides of the coin, what does being a producer give you that acting does not and vice versa? You know what? It's a different part of the creative process. Um, I get to work with Tyler and it's also kind of therapeutic because I get to tell my stories out loud, talk about things I've been through when it comes to dating these men in Atlanta. A fool! Sick of it! I'm just tired, Crystal. I'm just tired. Let's just—we just having a girl moment, right? I'm tired, sis. There, I'm literally exhausted. Me too. Me too. What is the problem? I don't know. Can't get right. What is it? Oh, I can't. It's just—it's. I'm—I'm still trying to figure it out, and I'm trying to hold on to our black man. I'm—I'm really trying to preserve the black family. I am. Y'all know I am. But uh, yeah, get it together, Crystal. Because I I I, didn't, I wasn't planning on going here, but I I need to I need to let this out. And it's not it's not a vent, gentlemen. We're not venting here. But yeah. I, I was talking to um a guy friend of mine, and I was saying, I feel so bad about being able to say from my heart, I'm disappointed. 
in you guys and not yeah. from a place like I'm mad it's just I just I'm just disappointed like what's yeah. going on and mm-hmm. so I think there's this lack of conversation that's happening between black men and black women because of, the, the, because of the fear of the consequence of expressing yourself mm-hmm. what are your thoughts around that and even how it plays into Zatima specifically oh that's good um <laughs> yeah me too like I do i I date, I'm actively dating and some of the choices that our men make, I just, I feel like, and I don't want to blame everything on social media, but our society is, I feel like, you know, our society is so influenced, easily influenced. And um, people are just taking what they see and like, oh, this is cool. This is what's in and making, thinking that that's okay. And I just want a man that can think on his own two feet and say, hey, that's whack. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. know how to treat our queens, you know, and just understand that when it comes to Black love, there's not no one on this earth that's going to understand you better than the Black woman, you Amen. know, and to cherish that. And when it comes to Zatima, the thing that I love about how Tyler um, created the two characters is you have Zach on one hand who is an ex-con, who is trying to get his life together, Yeah. who messes up still makes, but he's, he owns up to it. He has accountability and he, he tries to make those wrongs right. You have Fatima on the other hand, who is loyal to a fault, who's a ride or die, who sees the good in him. And you have these two people that come together and it just, it works, you know, because they also, they make each other better. And in the perfect world, that I feel like Tyler wrote what I would want in a man, you know? Wow. But where is he? Sis, he, he's coming. Amen. We, we just, we just going to stay prayed up. We're going to stay prayed up. But I, I love the point you make because one of the things that I love about the show is that you guys show the love, but you show, you show the work. Yes. And I think it's important for us to see black love in, in a way that, you know, really, articulates the complexities and really Mm -hmm. shows you this is what making love looks and feels like this is what forgiving looks like this is what arguing looks like this is what problem solving looks like Mm -hmm. so for you and even thinking about your own life and thinking about the writing and and what you have to bring to the table um with your character Mm -hmm. what part of black love do you really want audiences to walk away like have it stick with them not just in the moment but as they move through their life biggest thing what I would want people to walk away with is you and your partner have to figure out what works for you Hmm. I think a lot of times we idolize relationships that we see um, whether it's public figures that are open with their relationships and allow us the window in and we're like oh that's what I want but we don't know what goes on you know what I'm saying behind those doors or what they have worked through to get to that point and I think that if people can just really like sit down with their partner and say hey this doesn't work for me what works for you and then we're gonna I'm with you and you're with me but let's figure out what works for us and what makes us happy I think that that's something that would definitely help relationships last a lot longer but besides worrying about outside influences in playing this role, and this and this may or may not apply, but mm-hmm. has it altered the way that you communicate about relationships and love with your girlfriends in particular? Thinking about oh, these episodes and, and, and in what way? You know, um, I think that with my girlfriends in particular, we have we talk about our relationships all the time, you know, and I have a really solid group of girls that 
I know are going to tell me the truth when I need to hear it. And they're going to tell me if I'm tripping or if he's tripping, you know? Um, and I love that I can talk to them about anything, but um, also being cognizant of not oversharing because a lot mm-hmm. of times if you and your man are, are going through some things, your friends may not get over it as fast as you would, you know, like, or even family, you tell your friends, your family and friends, what some, your guy did. And they're like, Oh no, it's a wrap for buddy. And then like next, next week you're like, Oh, I forgave him. I'm in love again. So you have to be really careful about certain things that you share because your, your close circle may not get over it as fast as you do. So that's one thing that I, I would take. I think Fatima has learned as well, not to yeah. share too much. Um, but it's okay to have that sister circle that you can, um, you know, brag on your man about, but be careful about everything that you share. Be careful, ladies. Uh, mm-hmm. I just love, I just love your ascension in this industry and your elevation. And, you know, some would say, man, she's just, it was overnight, but it's like, no, y'all crystal been turning up for, she's been working years for, for a long, long time. Long time. Ooh. When you long. think about everything you invested in this industry from a lot mm-hmm. of different sides, Where's your biggest point of growth that you're most proud about? Mm. I would say my biggest point of growth would definitely be the the phase between styling Tyler and fulfilling my dream of being an actor. Um, I think in that moment, everything that I had learned from being around Tyler for five years, it almost prepared me for where I am today. You know, and I think I'm able to handle things a lot better than I would if I didn't have that that mentorship, that brotherhood that I had with Tyler, um, because he's big bro. He's a mentor, someone I can call literally talk to Tyler about anything. And um, <clears throat> I don't really make any a lot of choices without talking to him first. Let me think about this, <laughs> you know, and um, I think that with that, I was able to handle the success a lot better. And I think just being able to handle it and the way I've been responsible over the gift, I think would be one of my, one thing that I'm really proud of. I've been talking a lot about pivoting this Mm -hmm. season. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, God just has me, the last couple of years have been like that for me. Yes. You know, even for me, just moving from producer into not just producer, but producer personality, or I'll even Mm -hmm. reverse it, personality producer. And sometimes feeling like I really had to like vie for positioning, not because I didn't feel like I was prepared or qualified, but because people already perceived me as one thing. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have to tussle with that as you move from stylist into being in front of the camera? And if so, Mm -hmm. how did you get to a place or when did you get to a place where you say, yo, um, this is who I am. I'm an actress. So regardless Mm -hmm. of how you view me or did, this is, this is who I am what it is now yeah it was definitely um a transition even just from working at Tyler Perry Studios as a costume designer and then trans transitioning to be an actor um even that it was hard for me sometimes to let go of certain positions or new- mm-hmm. and people still they would still come like what do you think about this and it wasn't my job anymore but I would still be like oh well you should do this or oh, I don't like that maybe try something else and I would still notice that I would like last look people like if I was if you were my scene partner and your necklace was out of place, I would like go in and fix it as if because I've been doing that for years. Wow. So it was hard to turn that off and be like, no, you are an actor now, like focus on your lines. Somebody else's job is to come in here and make sure they're good, you know, but it's always in me to like, hold on, fix this. This says, no, this isn't right. You know, that's it's just in me. Um, but I think even, um, you know, certain people that you work with, it's hard for them to be like, oh, dang, like. She just went from this to that, you know, like, I want to do that. Like, why her? 
you know? Yeah. So um, I think in those moments I had to just know that I had worked for it, mm. not feel any type of guilt about um, the blessing that I've gotten, you know, from just staying the course, you know, and keeping my head down, working hard, practicing excellence in everything that I do. And I knew that eventually my time would come and now I just have to walk in that moment and just make the most of it and continue to pay it forward. I'm inspired, sis. And speaking yeah. of paying it forward, I thought that Crystal was paying it forward on the fashion side for me. So I'm just going to embarrass myself for two seconds. I was on Instagram <laughs> and she had an out. She was wearing an outfit that was just sharp. Now, y'all know she stays sharp all the time. This outfit in particular, I said, this is not, I could pull this off. I like this. And you know how Instagram has a little shop feature so you can click on the little articles of clothing and see how much they cost. And I was very, I was humbled in that moment. I clicked on the blazer. <laughs> oh no, that's my rent. I can't do that one day. <laughs> but, I, but but God, I got, but God, it's gonna happen one day. Yeah, we but know. I, but it, it's so crazy because you're never like, and I'm not just saying this. You, I'm talking if you're on screen, if you're at an event, your style is impeccable. I like to say your fashion goals for me. So Aww. I'm watching your care. I'm watching Fatima, and I'm like. Is Crystal involved in this at all? Because this is yeah. like how she, this is how sharp she would be even if she wasn't on the show. So As I a, know you're you're an actress and I mm -hmm. know you're not the stop, but are you involved at all in your styling on the show? Absolutely. One of my very, very close friends, Rayonda Vereen, is actually the costume designer for Zatima. She also was my assistant costume designer when I was designing. And she knows me. She knows my body. She knows what I like. And I can be very honest with her. If something's just not laying right or if I don't really feel like it, um, if it fits the character, you know, mm -hmm. but I am, I'm very, uh, very hands on with it. But she knows, like, I can go in there and just look at the rack and tell that she just got it. She gets me. And that's one thing. I think every character that goes in for their fittings are like, Rihanna just gets it. And um, she does. So um, I am hands-on about like, or vocal. I wouldn't say su super hands-on, but I'm very vocal about how I want things to fit. I'm like, oh, can we take it in right here or snatch it in the waist a little more? <laughs> I love like it. I think yeah. it's cool just like seeing some of the harvest from the seeds you've sown. Like oh you being goodness. in partnership with her in that way. And now you're in a position where she's able to help you as you move mm -hmm. forward. Like we don't always mm -hmm. think about it from that vantage point. We don't. so cool. You know what? I feel um, one of my biggest blessings, and it's a blessing for me, but it became a blessing for so many people. The moment that I chose to walk in my purpose, mm. it opened up so many other doors for people that were working with me to step into their purpose. Um, my head tailor, who tailored for me on the shows for years, is now the designer of Sisters. Wow. So he wanted to costume design. He was able to move up. Rihanna wanted to costume design. She was able to move up and become the head costume designer. Um, so it, my moving up also allowed, it made room for other people. And that's what means the most to me. Wow. Is that because oh, some people are scared to let go of positions because they don't know like if it's going to work, but you don't know if you moving out on faith is going to be such a blessing to more people than just you. Mm, so the ripple effect of yes. taking a risk. The yeah. ripple effect of taking a risk and another fun risk. I think it's a little risky, but I think it's cool. You, mm -hmm. you, you in the real estate, sis, you got some investment I properties. I think that's, I how, first of all, how, you, how do you have time for that? 
Um, <laughs> first of all, my father built every house that we ever lived in. Oh, so wow. I've always, yeah, he's every single house. Yeah. He's lived in It's funny growing up, he would um, dry out the, the floor plans and he was like, what do you want in this house? And I'm like, Oh, I want a balcony that overlooks the foyer in the living room. And he's like, all right, you'll get it there. I was like, I want a desk in my room and I want, um, a, I want a bathroom connected to my room. Like I didn't want to share a bathroom with my little brother. <laughs> So, what? so that was a thing. And, um, so every house we lived, I'm we moved all the time. Cause he's like, I'll sell anything but my wife and kids. So <laughs> he would build and basically guess we kind of flipped houses because he would build them and somebody want to buy them. We move and build them again. And I think that's where my love for, um, for real estate came from. And yeah, I, um, right now I have three properties. And I'm super excited. You know, I just want to keep building and um, investing. You know, I I want to be responsible over the finances that I'm able that I have right now with the mindset that I may not be making this forever, you know, but when the time is up for this, I want to be like, I'm good. You know, yeah. I can pick and choose what I want to do. I've been responsible over the money that I did make and not blowing it, you know, and putting it in the right places. So, yeah. I love it. What's the best piece of real estate advice your dad has ever given you? Um, make sure if it's a house that has already been lived in, make sure that it has good bones. Um, he's all, he's always like, what are the bones like? You need to have somebody come survey it. What is the appraiser saying? I'm like, so we go through all those things and then he'll come and look at it. Even Tyler, Tyler actually was going to be an architect before that was his, if he wasn't a director and a writer wow. and producer and just, Tyler Perry, um, he would have been an architect. So even he'll come and look at the properties and he'll like, okay, you need to be careful with these cracks in the concrete. Um, have them come look at this. So it's good to have um, two men that are really knowledgeable that can teach me as well as I make bigger steps into the real estate industry. I love it. And bigger steps also into the cannabis industry, which is interesting yes. because it's so challenging for us melanated folks to really get positioning in the cannabis industry is extremely lucrative mm -hmm. um so to see mm -hmm. you making your mark in this way is really cool um tell me more about gold standard farms yes so gold standard farms is founded by a good friend of mine from martin tennessee named jarell howard um jarell and i grew up together his family owned a lot of land in tennessee and he partnered with al harrington with Voila, who we, we all know, um, which is one of the number one cannabis brands yeah. um, in, in America, um, our farms actually grows Voila's product. Wow. So um, yeah, really, it's just amazing. And to see that we're to the point now where we're going to build a facility to help grow more product, more flour that will also create jobs in our hometown. We're really big on community, really big on making sure that we give back to the community and what better way to give back than to creating jobs in our community. So we're super excited about that. Um, and I, it's crazy how, I don't know what it is. I feel super favored <laughs> because, yeah, it's like, I think about like all the connections and things. It's really mm -hmm. just from just being a good person and people be like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. You want to invest? I'm like, Sure. You know, versus like me being mean to people. I could have been a mean girl in high school. If I'd been mean, Jarrell would have never called me to invest in his company, you know? Wow. So it's always, think, I think your past always comes back to either haunt you or bless you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. grateful that, um, that I've sown some good seeds in my lifetime that they are coming back 
so that I'm able to plant seeds that can build a legacy for me and my family. I say all the time, if you look at people's lives, whether mm-hmm. they're ascension or dis- or descent, I would I, I stand by this. 99.9% of the time, it is somehow connected to the way that they've treated other people. I'm so telling you. When you sow good seed, mm-hmm. just, just because you're just being a good person, not because you want something. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you look at somebody, even if you're not the stylist, that's not even a job where you're trying to fix it. Just yep. because that's what you're you're looking out. So when you yes. You're going yep. to reap a harvest. That's why I get excited for people like you. I'm like, just give what else, what else you got for, Lord? <laughs> just give a whole bunch of stuff because it's uh, inspiring. It, it's yeah. very, very inspiring, especially to us millennials out here who are really just, you know, we're pushing, everybody's working hard. But like you said, at yeah. the end of the day, it's about how you treat other people. Yeah, um, and having a heart of servitude. Like people don't, they overlook the service part of it. You know, um, and I, I, I know that, Cause someone that came to Tyler and was like, um, you really gonna give her her own show? Wow. And he was like, this girl served me for five years, never said anything. You think I'm gonna bless her? Mm. And I was like, wow. And I didn't do it because I wanted to act. I literally stopped pursuing acting to make sure that he was good. And I was okay with mm. it, you know? And it wasn't until sisters came around that I felt that urge to want to act again. But I literally stopped doing everything, auditioning. I told my agent, I'm just going to take some time off and I just want to focus on this. I'm still being creative and I loved what I was doing. And um, yeah, so like just having that heart of servitude and and not letting be, being a person of service be beneath you. So I think a lot of times people don't even want to go into that area of, of expertise to be like, I'm not about to be putting somebody's shoes on or what, like, so I need to put yeah. my shoes on. You can't have that attitude, you know? And I feel like... Um, that's been a big, another part of my success and understanding. Cause when you've been the one on the ground, putting someone else's shoes on, you have a better appreciation for when someone's putting yours on. What did that pull to serve for those five years? If, if you can articulate it, mm-hmm. what did that feel like? Like the confirmation, like, I know I have this dream here, mm-hmm. but I just, I just need to put it on the shelf for a minute. Like, yeah. I think a lot of times we, we are put on assignment and, it does seem to sometimes take us away from what we want to do, but what, mm-hmm. what did that confirmation in that pool feel like for you? If you can articulate. Yeah. Um, if I could put it into words, I remember the day that I got the call and I was starting to get callbacks for auditions. Any actor knows when you start getting callbacks, that means casting directors know your name. They know who you are and you're obviously doing something good or they wouldn't keep calling you back. Um, I just hadn't gotten that yes yet. And I had to make a decision, you know, I'm at the fork in the road. Do I go right or do I go left? And I decided to go right with Tyler. And that was a really hard decision to make. Um, But I just looked at it as I'm still getting to be creative. I love fashion. I love men's fashion. Um, And I'm getting to work with one of the most brilliant men in our culture. You know, like you'd be stupid not to not to take this, you know? Yeah. To keep, you know what I'm saying, beating down a door that you may not get down, get to even open up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it everything I have. And I did that for five years. And I think that um, the greatest thing I took from that was the lessons that I learned from Tyler. Just being around him every single day. Um, being a spouse is a very intimate because you're around them. Like they could be on phone calls. They could be around people. The dinners that I said, the tables I sat at with him, like the things that I learned, I got to soak all of that up. And I don't think I would be who I am today in this position if I hadn't have had that with him. Isn't it so. cool how you get indirectly prepared? Yes. Yes. Isn't that fun? 
And all I had to do was surrender. I was like, because I really was like, do I want to do this? Like, do I want this mm-hmm. responsibility? Do I want to put everything that I worked? At that point, I had been here since 2009. That was 2015. That was years that I had been like trucking, 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 trying yeah. to get in the music industry or the entertainment for acting. And nothing was, I wasn't getting any yeses. Mm. <laughs> and um, I finally just said, you know what? Just Lord, order my steps. And I kept, I stopped trying to take control of everything because I just feel like I, I just, if I get this, then that'll get me in the door. If I, if I get this music or this record label, then I'll, I'll definitely get in the door with acting. I, they just need to know who I am. If somebody yeah. sees me, they'll, they'll be like, oh, she's got something. And not knowing that she's got something would have come from serving someone else. Hmm. It yeah. sounds like you had actual rest in your, in your assignment with Tyler versus mm-hmm. the exhaustion of, of just oh, yeah. fighting for positioning. Absolutely. In your life. Mm-hmm. And Tyler good, took very good care of me. I mean, paid me very well. Um, so I wasn't struggling anymore. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't struggling anymore. Um, I didn't have to worry about where my next paycheck was coming from. And I wasn't, and a lot of people, I went through that starving artist phase. You know, I did. I went through that for years. And um, the first year I moved to Atlanta, I felt like I was cursed. I was like, oh my goodness, did I make a mistake coming here? And I was telling someone earlier, I feel like in any journey, you're going to have to go through the valley. Yeah. You know, because if you don't, you're not going to appreciate it when you get to the mountaintop. And um, I feel like working with Tyler, it just put me in a different position to even be prepared, I would say financially, because I was already making great money to be prepared financially. Because some people go from the struggling actor to making hundreds of thousands of dollars and they don't yeah. they just blow it. They don't know what to yeah. do with it. So it when I got it, I, I immediately shout out to our um, first assistant director who is with Tyler every day on set, Deuce, Derek Deuce. Deuce called me um, season right after season one of Sisters and said, hey, do you have a financial advisor? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna connect you with this guy. He was like, you need one. And it's people like that that I just appreciate that had the mindset to be like, Hey, let me make sure she's good because I know where this is going. And, um, from there, I just built the proper habits, you know, and I wasn't like, Oh my God, I got all this money. I was used, I was already used to it. So yeah, that was a blessing too, because I could, girl, <laughs> I would have been broke buying everything. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me, sit down, Kristen. sit down, put those <laughs> shoes back. Bad, you are not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I would have been trying to buy everything. (laughs) But now look, all these investment properties and investing in these business ventures. And it, to me, I mean, like you said, there's so much value in entrepreneurship because we don't know um, when things will end in certain respects on as far as the small screen and big screen is concerned. But you have, you have been riding this wave. You talked about the mountaintop. Thank you for climbing and, and sustaining up there and, and giving us all of us so much inspiration. I want to make sure people can stay connected, Crystal, with all the amazing things that you're doing. So please let yes. us know how we can stay connected with you on social media. Yes. Um, thank you. You can follow me on Instagram. That's love, Crystal Renee, L-U-V-C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-R-E-N-E-E. Same thing for Twitter and um, Facebook. Yeah. And guys, don't forget Zatima, BET Plus. Check it yes. out. Catch up if you have not. Sisters Please. BET. Watch everything on demand if you missed stuff. Please support. Catch up. We have to support. <laughs> we have to support each other. Yes. But um, 
Thank Crystal, you. it's always a pleasure. I'm so grateful for the time and continuing to just have my pom-poms out and cheer for you and just wishing you continued success. I appreciate you, sis. And it's always good to see you. It's always so fun for me to talk to Crystal. Like when I know I get a chance to interview her, when I know the interview is coming, I always get really excited because she's always extremely personable and just a really, really great conversationalist. And I enjoy speaking to people who have very powerful stories of resilience and evolution. And she's one of those people in my opinion. And after talking to her, I had just a thought and we talked about favor and she even said during our conversation how favored she felt. And I know that oftentimes the cliche favor ain't fair, but it show is fabulous is used. But in this instance, I think it's very fair when you look at how much she sacrificed, when you look at how much she served, She's simply enjoying the fruits of that favor, the fruits of the seeds that she planted for years. So I don't know. I think my viewpoint on favor is a bit different. I do think that for those who watch others be favored, their experience could be that it is unfair. But for the favored, I believe that they should move in expectation of that. Because quite frankly, they've put in the investment. I believe that favor is the reward for the level of investment that we put into serving other people, that we put into our craft, that we put into hard work, that we put into kindness towards others. I believe that it's simply a consequence of all of those things. And as I'm talking to Crystal about her story, that was in my mind most of the time. And so with that said, I want to encourage all of you, myself included, there's so many of us that are working hard. There's so many of us that have put our dreams and ambitions on the shelf in an effort and often in assignment to help other people. There are many of us who take great pride in and not in a boastful way but take great pride in being kind to others it's something that we're intentional about I just want to tell you to keep going because as Crystal also mentioned you won't stay in the valley forever but isn't it beautiful to be equipped with the tools and principles that will keep you on the mountaintop not just get you there so I don't think favor isn't fair. (laughs) I think it's only unfair in the eyes of those who are looking at the favored. Just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. 
Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.